Welcome to the Manifestation Bay podcast. My name is Katherine Zinkina, and I'm a manifestation expert, master mindset coach, and multiple seven-figure entrepreneur. I'm obsessed with helping you achieve everything that you once thought was impossible. If you're looking to massively up-level your life, your finances, your relationships, your productivity and success, then you have come to the right place. My goal in this podcast is to help you see the infinite potential within yourself to be, do, and have anything that your heart desires. Think of this podcast as your weekly dose of mindset development to help you maximize who you are and where you're going. Leave it to me to provide you with the tools, the resources, the strategies, and teachings that you need to manifest a reality wilder than your wildest dreams. I know we're about to have so much fun together, so thank you so much for pushing play today, and now let's begin. If you've been wanting to master the art of manifesting money and cultivate a lighter, more enjoyable, more feminine, and dare I say, pleasurable approach to creating more money in your life, look no further because Sovereign Money is about to relaunch in just a couple of days. In fact, it opens up on Monday, May 20th, which is literally just around the corner. And this launch, I am doing something that I've never done before for everyone who gets on the wait list. I am giving you $100 off of your enrollment into Sovereign Money, and I'm opening the doors one day early with that $100 off special. This is only available to those who get on the waitlist before Sunday the 19th, and it will expire once we launch to the public on May 20th. Don't wait. You can get on the waitlist right now by going to manifestationbabe.com slash SM. That's S as in sovereign, M as in money. Again, that's manifestationbabe.com slash SM for that $100 off of your enrollment into sovereign money. Hello, my beautiful souls, and welcome back to the Manifestation Babe podcast. Can I just take a few moments to send you all of my biggest appreciation vibes? It's because of you listening to this podcast that I have been able to attract some of the most amazing and inspiring guests, the most heartfelt, incredible reviews, and this podcast has already grown so much bigger than my imagination. So thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for making this possible. Thank you for leaving your reviews that help me out so much. And thank you for sharing these episodes with the people that you love most. Today's guest is no exception to the magic that this podcast creates. Today, I interview a minister and preacher's daughter. What? And yes, we talk about manifesting. Yup. So Sharon Jameson and I actually met at James Wedmore's live event called BBD Live, where I was a guest speaker about a year and a half ago now. And she is just such a vibrant soul who just so happens to also be a minister and a coach for over 25 years. And she is so passionate. And this passion is really going to show through in this episode she wants to normalize and is passionate about normalizing manifestation for the groups of people who just don't think it's possible for them. For example, people from religious backgrounds, which she has a very deeply religious background. So it's really cool to see how she bridges, you know, the religious Christian background with the more new age beliefs of manifestation. So it's really, really cool stuff. Um, People above the millennial age. So Sharon is actually 50 plus, which I think is so awesome. And people from the BBI POC community. And Sharon Jameson is an amazing black woman who loves to talk about this topic because she is so passionate about normalizing this for the people who just don't have the kind of access in terms of like belief that manifesting is a possibility for them too. So I was so excited to bring her on. This woman is absolutely incredible and I cannot wait until you hear the passion that she brings into this episode. She definitely took us to church with this one. So without further ado, introducing Sharon Jameson. 
Hi, Sharon, and welcome to the Manifestation Bay podcast. How are you doing today? I am doing well, and I'm so excited about being here with you today. So thanks so much for the opportunity to share. Yay. I am so excited to have you. And specifically, I'm so excited to have you because you have this mission of normalizing manifestation for all groups of people, specifically those that don't believe it's possible for them. Can you speak a little bit on that? Can you share a little bit of your background? I know you have a very unique background um, (laughs) that I don't often have on my podcast. So I'd love for you to go into that and then share why it's so important to normalize manifestation for every single person. Sure, sure. First so much, thank you so much. Well, I am a corporate leader. I still work in the corporate sector. I'm also an author and a speaker, but I'm also a minister. And I believe that we need to normalize manifestation because it's just another spiritual tool. And I think when you are building your life, building a business, building an organization, you need all the tools that you can have to not only build something, but fortify it and strengthen it. And what I find, especially in my age group, there is a lot of angst around the word manifestation. Because mm-hmm. I think sometimes we take sacred principles and we market them so much that they lose their uh, their, their sacredness or their holiness. Um, and so people stop uh, understanding how these spiritual principles like manifestation can really transform your life. And so I, I want to normalize it and also let people know it's just a different form of prayer. Because I believe when I think of prayer as a minister, I think of discussion with God. I think of uh, debating with God. I think of getting direction from God, right? Mm-hmm. When I talk about manifestation, it's using that direction that I got through prayer and manifesting, which means declaration. It means demonstration. It means delivery. So all those things go together. And when people can see that it's just another spiritual tool, they won't um, shun it, but they will embrace it and understand that they have more to do what they have been called to do in the world. I love that you said declaration because I know that um, from my personal experience with when I um, when I was a little more religious than I am now, I used to date a guy who was um, super Christian and I used to go to church with him and all that stuff. And I know that I really struggled with when I started going back into manifestation, I really struggled with the word declaration, like declare what you want over your life. And I know that I have um, shared that on Instagram before, after reading a, uh, a book that just changed my life called Outwitting the Devil um, by Napoleon Hill. And in there, he also says from the devil's perspective that most people don't understand that it's prayer is not about begging for things to change. It's about declaring things to change. And a lot of people are afraid of doing that because they think like, who am I? I'm not God. I can't just declare, you know, something to God, like I'm going to get punished for that or whatever it is, whatever goes to their mind. Can you just speak a little bit on that? You know, the word declaration and what that means to you? Sure. When I think about declaration, I think it's biblical where the Bible says, call, call it forth you know, call those things as they are, as they're not. So to me, it's biblical. But when I, what I think what happens is that people get the Bible and they twist it because everybody has their own understanding of faith. I'm not even saying my, but my way is right. Everybody (laughs) has a way, right? And, and, and there should, God is a God of diversity. So of course there's a different ways. Even though I was a Christian, I married a Muslim, my first marriage. So I'm very open because I feel that there are more ways and more paths to God. So that's why I'm open from the get-go. Yeah. But, I, but I think that when we understand that biblical principles, our, our religious principles, spiritual principles are not owned by any one religion. And, and so declaration is, is really, is not only a command, um, it is it, it's a petition. And pleading and begging are two different things. This is saying like, God, please, that's one thing. Versus God, this is what I desire. Mm. This is what I want. You know, and and so I think that we have to put some understanding around declaration. But I want to say this, too, that one of the, the challenges with manifestation, it's not even a challenge. Something that I want people to understand is just because we want it doesn't mean that we're always going to get it. <laughs> and I think that we have to understand that. Now, I'm putting on my, my minister hat now. 
And yeah. the reason why I say that, because I have seen people come into me and they have been crushed by their own success. They mm-hmm. wanted something, but they didn't have the internal infrastructure to maintain it. Mm. And so I think we got to be careful that when we are manifesting something, but we, we're also manifesting a mastery to take care of it. Yeah. The first thing you want to happen is to be overexposed, but underdeveloped. Can you dive into that? What does that look like? Like, what does it look like to not have the infrastructure for something? Do you have like an example that you can share? Sure. Uh, An example would be, um, let's talk about money. Mm -hmm. I hear people say, I want to manifest money. Now, manifestation means that you are acting as if you have it, right? If you're acting as if you have it, that means you have to go to school to learn how to manage it. That means that you have to take a class. You have to become what I call financially literate, because if you're financially literate, you, you, you are you are participating in what you're praying about. Why should God manifest, give you money and you don't if you have never studied how to take care of it? It's kind of like when I when I do marriage counseling, you know, oh, I want a marriage. I want a marriage. But you have not done the work that you need to to heal yourself so that you are a partner. Yeah, that's why I believe manifestation means that you have to to participate in your prayers. And that's why we have to understand that sometimes we we might manifest something, we might ask for something, but we're not ready to receive it. And so sometimes God is not saying no, or the source is not saying no, it's saying not yet. And and, and now when people understand that you you don't just get great, you are groomed for greatness. And that grooming process makes sure that whatever you get, you get to hold on to. And that's why we have to understand that manifestation is not like magic. It means that you are acting as if and acting as if means I'm going to get the skills to handle it. You just don't pray for a baby and never learn how to change a diaper or never (laughs) learn how to be a parent. Right. They go hand in hand. But but people miss the, the, the preparation. They miss the development. So now what happens, they, their blessings become burdens and they get crushed by the very success mm-hmm. that they manifest. And I see that all the time on my side. Yeah. I would love to share an example of that because I have had something that I've been manifesting actively for two years now that finally manifested. And a lot of people have been asking me like, Catherine, you are the master. You know, what happened? How come you couldn't get it, you know, in sooner than two years? Or Catherine, why do you think it took so long? And I keep telling them like, it was the perfect timing because two years ago I set a business goal, an intention of manifesting a million dollar launch. And I've been watching, you know, my mentors and my peers in in the industry, you know, manifesting multi-million dollar launches. And I am like just watching them and I'm like, I know it's a possibility. It's totally a possibility for me. But why wasn't it happening? And so finally it happened uh, about a week ago. And I realized that if it had happened two years ago when I set the intention I would not have the infrastructure. I would not be able to energetically handle that many people. I think I could handle the money, but I don't know. I, I would not be able to handle that many people in my energy sphere at once as my students. My team for sure would have dropped the ball somewhere because we would have so many emails, so many payments coming through, so many like tech issues that we would need to fix in a launch with that much volume. We just wouldn't be able to handle it. Our customer service would decline. I I would decline as, you know, a teacher. So many aspects of myself just wouldn't show up properly in the way that I now can show up. And these 2 years have really groomed me for becoming the version of myself who can handle such a manifestation. And so I love that you're sharing that. And I've seen that show up in my life. I've seen it show up in other people's lives. It is so true. You, you can't just, that's why sitting on your couch and just visualizing what you want or just praying and then not doing anything about it, not preparing yourself for it. It's not going to work. Absolutely not. Absolutely. And I think people think that vis- vis- visualization means victory. That's not true. I think that visualization gives you the picture, but you still have to participate. Yeah. Now, and, and I think when we talk about participation, something you just said, I thought was key. You said infrastructure. 
So we talk about the business and people think business infrastructure, but the bigger you get, the more you have to grow inside. You never want your business to outgrow you emotionally or spiritually. That's oh my God, no. <laughs> As your business is growing up, you have to grow up. If not, you will not have the spiritual maturity and the emotional fortitude to navigate at a higher level of destiny. And so I, it's so funny. I hear people all the time like, oh, I want this. I want that. The question I ask, I like, what are you doing in addition to manifestation? Mm. What, are you, what are you doing? Are you building your internal house? Are you, are you increasing your capacity? You can't have more if you can't handle more. And I, I think that we have to speak about that. One of the things I also know about prayer and manifestation is so important to keep your eyes on your own road. We start blocking our blessings when we start looking at what everybody else is doing because we get distracted. And when we get distracted, we undermine not only our prayers, but our participation. Because then we get into this place of, of ego. I want it because I want it versus I want it, God, because you can trust me. Mm. And so I always ask when I am manifesting, God, give me something that you know that I can handle because you know me better than I know myself. Yes. And if I give me something, not just for my good, but for the common good. And I remember listening to one of your, um, I think your money mindset, you were talking about having money to do good. And I think it's so important for people to understand that you are blessed to be a blessing. And when, when you are, are a blessing, you can be trusted to be a conduit of more manifestation versus a reservoir. And because reservoirs get st- sticky and nasty, they, they, they become y- yucky. Just think about that. Totally. Very was, smelly. Me, yeah, very smelly. I said, let me be a channel. Let money come through me. Mm. And now since I'm open, money is coming through me and I'm blessing it and paying it forward. Because I understand that money is only one part of something I want to manifest. I want to manifest money and meaning. And meaning means I want to have an impact on the world. I want to leave a a legacy. When I leave, I want people to understand that I was on earth. Mm. And that is really, really critical for me. More than money. Because if I can manifest now, if somebody says, Sharon, you want $5 million are to dismantle racism and sexism and stop the fires in California, keep the money, stop the fires in California, dismantle racism and sexism, because I know then the whole world can manifest. I want everybody to be wealthy, however they define wealth. And Mm. so that's why I think money is important, but meaning is just as important. And what I try to get people to understand is manifestation is more than just stuff. That's just the, that's just the, the lower part of it because I have been with people in hospice care. You can ask them, you want a million dollars or another year of life. They'll take another year of life. That's why I know to keep money in its place. Money is a tool, but money is not everything. Yeah. Can you speak on a little bit more? Um, I love the money and meaning part. You know, a lot of people who interpret, you know, the phrase in the Bible, money is, well, the love of money is the root of all evil. Because a lot of people think it says the money is the root of all evil, but actually says the love of money is the root of all evil. And a lot of people, whenever we talk about money, especially um, you know, people who are religious, who are Christians, they constantly bring up certain scripture that keeps talking about how money is not a good thing to have. And you, as a minister, have a very positive money mindset. And I'm just curious, like, what is the missing thing? Like, are people missing a certain key? Are they misconstruing something? Is there something being twisted? Is that their interpretation? Like what happened and what is your viewpoint on that? Well, that was a great question. A whole bunch of different answers. Um, I, I, when I was brought up, my father's also a minister. I come from a very um, Christian family and I'm a very progressive Christian. So I don't fit in with my family either, just so we know that, right? <laughs> um, I believe what happens is that we are taught in many churches, black churches, white churches, all churches, to not walk in total agency. We are taught to listen to the pastor. I don't believe that. Mm-hmm. I believe that it's my responsibility 
to always critically analyze the word because I will not blindly conform to anything. I don't care if it's the Bible. I don't care if it's the Quran. I will not conform to anything that I don't understand myself. So to be that type of Christian really is gutsy. He says, well, look, minister, I know that you're the boss, but you're not the boss of me, right? Mm -hmm. You're the boss of the church, but not of me. Two different things. Yeah. And so as I studied for myself, I understood that the, the, the love of money is really the lust when we make money an idol. And that's anything. I don't care if it's popularity. I don't care if it's car. I don't care if it's another person. So I think when we make anything an idol, we make ourselves a slave to it. And so I think one of the things that's really important to understand for people to understand money is not bad because money is, is, is just a tool. But what happens is money really exposes who a person is. You give, mm, you give, yes. you give a, a person who has no ethics money, they can do a lot of um, pain and have a lot of trouble because you have a, a person without morals with money, right? Because money does give you access. Can we be honest? It gives yes. you access. But money is not wrong. I think even the Bible says that how the, the money answers all things, that things, not people, but things. And, um, and so often in, in growing up in the church, I think I used to hear people pray all the time for things that money could buy. I don't, I don't pray for a car or rent. I pray God cure cancer. You see what I'm saying? Uh, please change the environment. Let's dismantle, you know, sexism. I don't pay. I don't pray for stuff because money can get that. But I do believe that I, I am endowed with a lot of gifts and a lot of talent and a lot of wisdom, and you are too. So my goal is, God, show me me. Show me what you had in mind when you created me. Show me the, the gifts that are buried under my dysfunction. Show me the talents that were buried under my conditioning. Show me me, because I know that I have the tools in my hand to, to make my dreams come true. Hmm. Because because the Bible talks about our gifts make room for us. So, okay, where are my gifts? Tell me where my gifts are. And so what I do pray for a lot is discernment. Um, because I, I because I believe um if I'm discerning and I have wisdom that I'll make the decisions. But I never pray for money. Um, but I do pray that uh for plans, because plans will give me the money. And uh so I think that sometimes we have a lot of we see a lot of abuse in churches around money. You mm-hmm. want to be honest? There's a lot of abuse. Um, people are taken advantage of. Uh, but I think that's a mindset that you have to listen to your leader. I don't believe that. I believe my, my <laughs> I don't believe that. And, um, um, and I think when people understand that the Bible, the Bible also says study to show yourself approved, yourself, you study. I think they have a very different understanding of money. But to me, I want money. Uh, I want a lot of money um, because I can do a lot of good. I can be trusted with money. Yeah. I can be trusted to to help people on the margins. I can be trusted to start schools. I can be trusted to help the sick because I have already demonstrated to the source that I'm a good investment, that I can be trusted, right? Now, I'm still going to buy me some nice things, you know. I'm still want to look cute and whatever, but I also know that that if I continue to develop myself and demonstrate to the universe that I can be trusted, that I'm a conduit, that I'm, a, I'm not a reservoir, I'm a bridge and a channel, I think more money, it will be easier for me to manifest money. Because manifest, you get better at it as you do it. And I think that's why I think people need to understand that too, that sometimes it takes a while to get into that manifestation space because you have all these, this old thinking, these, um, this, this conditioning, this systemic influences, all this history that sometimes you can't even imagine yourself bigger. And I think when we cannot, we don't have big imaginations, it's hard for to have bigger manifestations. Mm-hmm. So I imagine myself having everything, but that yeah. took, I'm in my mid fifties. It took a while, 20, you know, two or three decades to push through all of that systemic racism, sexism, homophobia, ageism, religious, you know, denominationalism. I had to purge all of that away so I could be my purest self. And so my soul could hear, hear 
And so that I could manifest and get myself in a mindset to receive. So we have to understand sometimes we have to clean up our lives, clean up our hearts and clean up our, our minds to give room for manifestation to operate in our lives. Mm. So there's a lot of different steps. It's not just, you know, in church, we call it name it, claim it, haul it, call it. You hear that a lot in church. Just name it, claim it, haul it, call it. Well, it's not that easy. If it, if it were that easy, everybody will have money. There's yeah. a process and everybody's process might be a little different, but yeah. you've got to clean up your insides so you can create space for what you want on the outside. Mm. You speak on something um, called PESTS, P-E-S-T-S, pass down beliefs, expectations, systemic influences, trauma, stories. How, how can people manifest their best lives in the face of trauma, systemic influences, racism, sexism? You know, you, you talk about how you had to overcome so much and it took you a while to build up that belief system and took you a while to build up that manifesting muscle, which is what I call it. Can you talk a little bit about that? And especially to, to the people who are listening to this podcast who aren't necessarily my age group, who are not necessarily <laughs> white, because I know we see a lot of um, you know millennials in this field, um, white women, right? And so part of my mission is to bring in as many different backgrounds, as many different examples to show that every single person can manifest their dream life. It's just that we all have different adversities. We all have different challenges and it's very important to speak on those things so that we can dismantle them. Can you share a little bit about that? Cause I love that you put in an acronym. Right, right. I um, started using the acronym when I started, when I was doing diversity training, this had to be in the early nineties because what was happening is that I realized from my own work and as I work with other people that it was hard for them to imagine themselves in better situations because the pests were making a mess. What I call the pests are making a mess in your life. <laughs> I love that. Time, right. Mm-hmm. So, but however, when we can identify the, the pests and identify the influence in their life, in our lives, we can peel it away and dismantle it so that we can think bigger and bolder in our lives. So for example, one of the passed down beliefs that I had to overcome was that as a, as a black woman, that I could never be wealthy, right? I learned that in school. I grew up in the 60s, right? I learned up in school. When I was growing up, it was said that, you know, I'm a woman, I had to be a teacher, I had to be a nurse, I could never have influence, I could never be a leader. Um, black people could never be in leadership roles. Now, it didn't matter if I believed something different. That's all I saw. Mm-hmm. And remember, we learn by what we see, not, by, not only by what we read. So in the books, we're not saying good things either. You know, just be honest, <laughs> right? So yeah. everywhere I, I looked, I was less than. I was a second-class citizen, a mm-hmm. second-rate woman. Now, you can't tell a person to manifest over that. And expect to have abundance. Now, what you can do is say, listen, let me show you where your blocks might be. Your blocks might be your passed down beliefs. Why? Because we learn such and such and such and such from our ancestors, from our history books. We learn that we had to operate like this because of slavery to save our life. We learn this, but that's not true. That, that time is not this time. And you have to peel that away slowly but surely because remember you were bred in it you were conditioned in it and remember some lessons are taught but some lessons are caught so so I had to address that I was nothing and understand that I was taught nothing so that I could be oppressed now I when I started learning oh you know what that was a tool to make me think less than I would be so I would never walk in total agency Mm. then I started understanding what walking in my agency felt like, then it was time. Okay, I want it all. I can handle it. I can understand. Now, remember, internal infrastructure. Let's do another one. The E is for societal expectations. What was expected of me as a Black woman and at, um, in, the, in the late 60s and 70s? I had to pull that away. Why? Because remember, our manifestation is influenced by our imagination. And your hopes are affected by what you think is accessible to you. 
So if you think that you can never be anything, you're not going to dream it, right? Because it's too painful. So what happens is you start shrinking down your life down to your reality. That's dangerous. So what we do with systemic um, uh, um, uh, expectations is to understand that you're living as a sliver, just a sliver, a fraction of who God says you are. And so you have to move that stuff away to create more room and then you can manifest. You don't want to manifest. You can't manifest from a marginalized identity. You can't manifest from a place of a desperation. You can't manifest all that you desire from a place of worthlessness. That's difficult. So we have to address those things and help people identify what those things are. Because if abuse is your normal, you're going to, that's going to be your filter. For example, Catherine, I had one of my clients and she said, oh, my husband is not abusive. You know, he, he just picked up the gun, but he didn't shoot me. Oh my goodness. But in her mind, remember, if that's her experience, mm-hmm. that being good to me means you can hold a gun, but you don't shoot me. How are you going to, ma- what are you going to manifest from that? A smaller gun? You know, what are you going to manifest from that? That's why it's good to allow people to understand so they can see those, the pests, the, you know, pass down beliefs, the societal expectations, the systemic influences. What if I thought that just because, um, what if Barack Obama said, you know what, systemically I could never be president. Mm. But however, now all the little black boys and black girls say, wait a minute, Barack Obama can be president. He looks like me. I can be president. Now, guess what? Now I'm just not trying to to be the class president. I'm trying to be the president of the USA. Why? Because now I can believe bigger. Now I have more room. My father used to say, sometimes the problem is you don't give your imagination room to play with. And so now I try to give my imagination room. So now it's kind of like, Lord, bless me indeed. Bless me according to my faith. Bless me according to my capacity to, to receive. So now I have big arms, so I can receive a lot. But before I can receive only a little bit. But I thought the little bit was a lot because I didn't know any different. Does that make sense? Yeah. Is it like a, is it like in your experience, a process? It's not like a one and done. You don't just are like, oh, here's my pest and you just remove it and throw it away. Like is it, is, it's not a one and done. It, it's got to be a process, right? And if it is a process, do you have any advice for people listening right now that are like, that do have those passed down beliefs, that do have the societal expectations, uh, systemic influences, traumas, stories that are telling them that they're less than? Like, how can they go from feeling less than to feeling more than enough, right? Is like, is there. S- what what specifically can they do or or how can spe- how specifically can they show up in order to start transforming and transmuting their reality to the reality that they want to create yes what a great question um three things one is community you never become your best self by yourself mm. because we all have to be witnessed are seen and so one of the ways that we start to me, one of the roles of manifestation is to get in the room with other manifestors. So manifestation becomes the norm. It's not an anomaly. And so when you are around something, it's the norm. You can believe bigger. You can, you, you can know that you're not the exception. It's just the rule. So community, are you in the right groups? Secondly is um, consumption. What are you reading? What are you taking into your spirit? What are you watching on TV? Remember, we are always being fed, whether we know it or not. And so I make a conscious decision to feed myself goodness, to feed myself grace, to, to feed myself uh, generosity, to, to, to think, um, to, to travel in my mind, to read. So I'm always reading and the reading is going to expand my mind, which is going to expand my capacity for manifestation. You got to give your imagination some room to play with. Give your... Give, your, give yourself something to play with. So that's the, the uh, second thing. The third thing is, is your conversations. Um, you have to speak it. And, and I know you talk a lot about that. Out of, the, out of the mouths, you know, life and death is in the tongue. So what do you say? And I, I think when we have community with our conversations, with our con- consumption, you, you, you provide the environment 
environment for manifestation to take place. Um, and that's why I always have, I have these ABCs of, man, of manifestation. One is awareness. What do you want and why do you want it? And remember, um, when you're clear with, about what you want, it's easier to get it. Because, some, you know, you just can't throw a target and like, okay, that's it. That doesn't work. What do you want? <laughs> you know, clarity. The B is, are you being that person? For example, even though I'm in my mid-50s, I'm an athlete. So I do what athletes do. You know, I work out. So it's a being. The C is conditions. Conditions help us stack the odds in our favor. What's your conditions? Your consumption, your community, your, your conversation, um, your curiosity. What if? Why not say what if? Why not? Curiosity, wonderment, right? The D is decisions. You decide your way to destiny. Every decision that you make. So you need to say hell no to some things. So you can say I'll have a holy yes to some things, right? So decisions. And the E is environment. Am I setting myself in an environment? An environment is external or outside, an environment internal. Am I meditating? Am I, am, I, am I nurturing my spirit? Am I creating a space that I'm learning to control my thoughts? That's an environment, external environment, internal environment, right? And then the F is faith. Does your faith have feet? Meaning your faith has to do some work, you know? And so those are the ABCs. Um, and everybody has a different way of explaining it, but I try to explain it so people can hold on to it. Yeah. And, um, and I think when we, when we put that manifestation in that place and understanding that you might graduate from, from high school or college, but you never graduate from self-development. Never. Mm, that's never so true. Self-development. Because the more you know, the more, that, the more you realize you don't know. Yeah. That's the most frustrating part. You're just like, I feel like I know nothing. It's been 10 years and I still feel like I have a lifetime to learn. It's, it's, it, and we've been so conditioned through our schooling and the society that we live in that there's a graduation day. And when you, ha- when you graduate, you supposedly know everything. And I know a lot of people get stuck in that and they don't realize that there's a whole, I mean, I wasn't taught in high school that there's a whole world of personal development out there that I can get into. And there's other things I can learn. And it's just so incredible how much is out there and just how limitless we truly are where we can expand beyond measure. And we don't even know how far we can expand because no matter what, there's always going to be more, more possibility, more that we can grow into. And it's like, but it's a fun, exciting thing. I know for some people they're like, what? It never ends. I don't want to go to school forever. This is the best school in the world. I mean, seriously, it's like, I'm curious for you, um, Sharon, what has been possible for you in your life because of manifestation? Yes, yes. Um, so many things. First, I want to say something. Graduation. Graduation is your funeral. Mm. When you graduate to go to the other side, that's your funeral. So I yeah. want people to understand that's the only time you graduate. If you're breathing, if you have a pulse, you're learning. Yeah. So I just wanted to say that. I, one is the, there are so many ways for me to, that, that I have seen manifestation in my life. Um, one of the ways, um, remember, faith has feet, is when, when I really started understanding the power of it, I had to be maybe my late 20s. And at that time, you know, I wanted to be um, a, a workout person, but I was overweight, et cetera. And, um, but I knew that I could do it. I was manifesting it. So since I couldn't get a job at a gym, I started teaching aerobics at churches, at um, cancer centers, uh, at anybody can have me. Then a paper saw me. And then I kept teaching. Then Reebok picked me up. Then I kept on teaching. Then I ended up on Good Morning America with Bob Green talking about spinning. Oprah's wow. Bob Green, right? Wow. So that can give you an idea of manifestation. Now, what happened was I said, this is what I want. I didn't pray and sit. I said, I'm going to, I'm going to find opportunities because manifestation makes you know that, that if you want it, there's no closed doors. You just have to find which one opens. Mm, right? And you got to walk to those doors. Yes. A lot and of people it's, expect it's, the doors to walk to them, but you got to walk to the doors. The doors are yeah. there. There's so much opportunity. It's not as hard as you think, but you do still have to apply the law of action. Yes. And when you walk to the door and if the door says no, that's a blessing. To me, I feel like rejection is always protection. I'm like, oh, good. And, and so I, I and, and that's when I started realizing that your faith has to have feet. 
But I start realizing what was possible. Because I'm thinking, who would have thought this kind of chunky little black girl and I'm spinning and I'm Reebok and I'm traveling around the Caribbean for talking about exercise? <laughs> who would have done that? And I'm on, with Bob Green in West Palm Beach, you know, on Good Morning America. And that let me know that before I was, my manifestation was too small. And that's why it's so important when you have one big win. Because you're like, oh my gosh, this is bigger than this. Okay, you get bigger. Okay, now I have eight books. Okay, and you just keep getting bigger and bigger. But it was a process. Like you said, your manifestation muscles. And so I think it, that created evidence of what was possible. Because we, there's always evidence. Evidence of what you can do. Uh, evidence mm-hmm. of what you can do. Mm-hmm. But even when there's evidence when I don't have my, get my wish, that's still evidence that I could, I'm a good trier. So I still don't think I'm going to fail. I love that reframe. Yeah. You have evidence that, that you have guts. You have guts that you can take a licking and keep on ticking, that you can fall and get back up. You have evidence that you can trust yourself to rebound. That's powerful. So I think that I continue to to manifest, I'm working on something now, but it's not really around money, but the money would be a consequence of it. Um, I, right now, I'm working on um, and manifesting having a national a New York bestseller. Mm, I can and see that. And the reason being because um, that's a legacy. I, I, I want to have timeless truth outside of all of the religiosity so people can access information um, without challenging their their uh, ingrained beliefs you know that's why that's why I talk I say God source I call God she see that's why I I just do I just I'm out the box because I feel like God is so God God can't be limited to our boxes so I just say whatever yeah and and I want people to understand that that's how manifestation is 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 bigger than you can even conceive so just start trying, just walk in it, get into the company, get into the conversations, watch what you feed your mind, clean yourself up. Because again, if you, just because you, you're getting old, doesn't mean that you get, you grow wise. And so people want to, should want to grow wise because wisdom allows you to win in a variety of ways. Sharon, you are just music to the soul, like <laughs> born to do what you're doing. I mean, it's incredible. Like I, the book is seriously like it's already done. I can totally see it. I can't wait to read it. I hope I get an advanced copy signed by you. <laughs> I would love to do that. I would love to do that. It's called Deciding to Soar Tune. It's all about unwrapping your purpose. Yeah. And, and what I think is so key, and I love the work that you do, because I think that people expect manifestation to be a linear line. Mm. Nothing in life is that way. Yeah. Life is a lot of mountaintops and valleys. And you need the valleys to learn the lessons to stay up on the mountain. If we never have any failure, you will never get strong. And so I want people to understand that many times the messages are all around us, but we we have not uh, tuned our intuition to see the clues that tell us where to go and what to do. They're all around us. Yes. And so that's what I hope. Because I think if people can tap into their, their clues and tap into their healing, they will manifest things. But it's hard to manifest things if you're uh, operating from a place of desperation. M- money, money runs from desperation. You really <laughs> desperate money. T- can you see the money just running? Like spraying away, like get away. It's love, love runs from desperation. Right. Oh and money, so and, and money is just a type of love. Desperation does nothing but um, really repel everything that you desire. Mm. You know, on the opposite spectrum of desperation, like some people are very desperate to succeed. And then there's people who just don't feel like the it's that it's not even worth it to, to change something, to get started. Like I see, you know, I see a lot of people like my age, growing desperate because they're like, I need to succeed because society says by 25, I need to have a Ferrari and a mansion and this and that, right? Like I have a lot of people my age who are like, why am I not making multiple seven figures yet? And then I've had clients in the past who are over 50 and for them, it's been really challenging because they feel like it's too late. 
and they feel like it's not even worth it. And it's going to be an uphill battle and that they're not worthy anymore. And just all of these beliefs come up. I'm curious, you know, because you have such a unique background and you are, um, you said you're over 50, right? Yeah, I'm in my mid fifties. <laughs> you literally look like you're 32. By the way, <laughs> your soul is like it's an old soul, but it's so vibrant. It's like a it's uh, don't take this the wrong way. It's like a child soul. It's just like so exuberant and like adventurous, and oh, it's so beautiful. Um, for for someone you know who is around your age who feels like it's too late, um, do you have any advice for them? Yes, I totally get that. Um, Sometimes I struggle with that sometimes um, because I feel that, you know, that the world is moving so fast and that I'm behind. Mm-hmm. But, I al- but I also believe that, you know, you're not done until you're dead. Right? Exactly. And what, and here's a good analogy um, that I use now that really keeps me grounded. We don't need to, as older people, we don't need to run as fast because we know where to go. Yes. Wisdom. Yeah, we have wisdom, right? So, so I don't need to be 20 and have all that energy because I know where to go. I, I know myself. I know that everything that glitters is not gold. And so now I can, I can, I'm going to get to the finish line at the same place, but it's going to be a direct route versus all the security ways that other people go. That's one thing. Two, um, this whole thing about not really understanding Google. Um, and I say, Google is fine, but you don't need as much Google if you have guts. Because, <laughs> because sometimes Google will tell you what to do, but it takes guts to do it. Mm. And when you have had a lot of success and failures at my age, you have, you have some guts. So, so not only do you have direction, but you have guts. And then, you know, we don't need to walk it. You know, people always said, oh, you know what? You know, I, I, you know I'm older. I don't have to know technology. Well, maybe I don't know technology as well, but I know people. Mm, And since I know people, I can hire the people, treat them well. I know how to love people, celebrate people, and the people can do what I cannot do. So so you just shift your skills. So I, I, I don't need to have great technology skills. I have people skills and people do things for people. So yes. that is why I think at my age, I want people to understand we have a wisdom, hard on wisdom. We know how to, to make lemons out of lemonade. We know how to survive market crashes. We know how to survive bankruptcies. We, we went through a, t- a couple of downturns um, in the economy. That gives you wisdom. That gives you resilience. That gives you insight. That lets you, um, that lets you know how to get grounded that you are not so affected by the highs and lows in the world. Mm. So I really encourage women, especially my age, to do all the things that you really wish you can do. Because I find that so many people in my age, they have buried their desires and they buried their dreams. And now they're in their 50s and they've never been happy. I have people who have never been happy. So I say, let's clean you up. Let's clean out your mind, clean out your soul. Let's start praying. Let's start manifesting because you're not done until you're dead. So wow. that is what they will have to do. And that's, and that's why, again, get into the right community. Because right now, I, I'm around women who are 50, but you know, we're playing basketball. We're playing volleyball. You know, we, it's a different type. And that's why I feel vibrant because I refuse to let my, myself get old. I tell myself, I, I'm not going to rust out. I'm going to wear out, but I won't rust out. And so um, I'm going to do everything I can do for as long as I can do it because I know that now I have an appreciation of arriving. I have appreciation of relationships. I understand um, that you don't work until you die. My generation, remember, we, you know, you go to a job and you stay there for 40 years and then you just die. I'm like, (laughs) oh, no. And so, no, I said, no, you don't like something, pick something else. You don't like something, pick something else. So I really help women to understand that you get to make choices and, 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 and get into the mindset, get into that prayer, understand what you want. And pray and manifest what you desire because it's available to you. You just have to reach out and get it. Mm, Sharon, I just freaking love you. Like you are so inspirational. And I know that this is going to land with so many people. 
I mean, you have wisdom just for any person, any age group, from any circumstance, any situation. And I know that there's millions of nuggets of wisdom that you just dropped in here. So thank you so much for coming onto the podcast. For anyone who wants to learn more about you, work with you, hang out with you on the internet, of course, where can they find you? Yes. Especially pre-COVID, right? COVID yes. days. Everything is my name, Sharon Jameson. That's they can website, Instagram, Facebook, everything is my name, Sharon Jameson. Um, my book should be coming out next month, calling called Deciding to Soar Two, Unwrapping Your Purpose. And I want people to know, stop looking for your purpose. Don't look outside, look inside, look in the mirror. Your purpose is there. Look at your life. Your life has been leaving clues for years of what you should be doing. Amazing. And they also have a program called Dare to Be Me. And that is a program where we talk about who you are, who you are not. We talk about the pest. We talk about the power of sisterhood because we none of us becomes our best selves by ourselves. We talk about how to be in relationship with other people because we, we were never really taught how to be a friend. And we all need friends because loneliness is at an epidemic right now. This is really even pre-COVID loneliness was an issue. Right. We also talk about how to manifest what you want. We talk about vision. We talk about values. We talk about victory. And it's a six-month program. And, And my goal, my desire is for a person to dare to be who they were created to be, not settle for what society taught you or told you or tricked you or tamed you. Because none of us, if we don't challenge these paradigms and challenge all these stereotypes, we will only function as a fraction of who we could be. And we will never manifest. You, mm. you, have, to, you have to have a sense of knowing that you're worthy and who, know who you are to, to, to have what you need. I believe I'm a queen, so I should have everything. Why? Because not only because I want it, but because I can be, tr- I can be trusted. Mm. So and, important. And that is important. Yes. Thank you so much. So we're going to go ahead and link that all in the show notes. So you guys can check out her programs, check out her Instagram or website, all of the good stuff, continue the conversation. And for all of you guys who have been just getting light bulb after light bulb after light bulb of, oh my God, I love that. Ooh, I love that. Oh, that helped me so much. Go ahead and take a screenshot right now and tag us both on Instagram. It's Sharon Jameson, right? Ron Jamison and at Manifestation Babe. I will spell it out for you in the show notes. So you make sure you tag the right people. I know I've made the mistake of tagging the wrong people before on Instagram and it's super embarrassing because the person goes, um, that's not me, Catherine. (laughs) (laughs) So we'll go ahead and spell that out. And Sharon, thank you so much for coming on here. You are just such a light in this world and you are just such a, a breath of fresh air and you have so much incredible wisdom and I'm so grateful that you exist. I'm so grateful that you came on here. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm so proud of what you're doing in the world. I'm so proud that you are being a beacon of hope and a beacon of light and that you're standing in your power. And that even when I know about your story, when you started, I'm glad that you realized that you had something special to say. My father used to say, you can't settle when you know you have something. And Catherine, you have something. So I'm glad you didn't settle. Thank you so much. All right, you guys. I will catch the rest of you in the next episode. Bye. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. If you absolutely loved what you heard today, be sure to share it with me by leaving a review on iTunes so that I can keep the good stuff coming your way. If you aren't already following me on social media, come soak up the extra inspiration on Instagram by following at ManifestationBabe or visiting my website at ManifestationBabe.com. I love and adore you so much and can't wait to connect with you in the next episode. In the meantime, go out there and manifest the magic.